0: Beauty and Brains presents A Work in Progress, your favorite weekly podcast, all about navigating adulthood and adversity with transparency and vulnerability. Here, we highlight progress over perfection. You're listening to my personal and professional development diary, where I share the highs and lows and the real and raw parts of the story that no one talks about. I'm your host, Freeland Hunt, A Work in Progress. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you, that you are as healthy in body as you are sound in mind and strong in spirit. Welcome back to Work in Progress, the podcast. Oh my gosh, you guys, I have been going through it. It was so difficult for me to set up my podcast today. When I tell you that, first of all, they are like filming literally a mocha. Um, what a motorcycle scene for something I guess a movie or something outside and so they are literally like nah, 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 outside of my window and I know my last podcast episode was really noisy so I was trying to think okay where else can I film it because both of my rooms have the same size windows in them and I need to be near the window to have lighting so I, I basically read that a lot of people film their podcast in their closet I said you know what I'm going to try and do it um, but anyway Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. I miss you. I hope that you are doing well. As you can tell by the title of today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about my 2023 MCAT experience. As I just recently sat for the MCAT for the third time. I know it doesn't look like it because excuse me, I look good. The camera is so far away. I hope I pray to God that I'm in focus. If you guys I always have to give a shout out to my audio listeners. Shout out to my audio listeners. If you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast, pause the podcast, rate it five stars, leave a great review. And um, why don't you go ahead and screenshot it and then share it on your story on Instagram and then tag me. And then I'll repost it to show my love and my gratitude for my audio listeners. But if you guys are Zebel Majors over here on YouTube, hey, you guys can see that I look pretty good. I've been trying to get myself together post MCAT exam season, um, which has just ended as I took my MCAT, what was it three days ago, it feels like both a lifetime and also yesterday, this time was really different. And it was really weird. So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Um, As you guys know, the MCAT has been my kryptonite. Like I mentioned, this is my third time taking it, and I'm doing so in order to receive the required exam score, or close to it, in order to get accepted into the medical school that I'm currently attending as a Master of Health Science student, or any medical school, for that matter, that'll take me. Um, So yeah, let's get into it. I decided to not vlog very much leading up to this MCAT like I did last time. Last time it was much longer and I feel like sometimes this is just a personal thing. Maybe other content creators will understand this, but I will sometimes in my mind think about what I'm doing in in the ways that it can come off as being content basically. Like, oh, like things that I could journal, things that I could pray about, things that I could a friend about to my mom about sometimes I'm like oh like can I make that into a vlog or like should that be a podcast episode or and I feel like sometimes at least for me this personal season this time around I really just wanted to eliminate like all distractions and really focus not get like too hard on myself not like seek into a depression not like overthink and overwhelm myself but literally just like just work on the MCAT and do that. Now it was that, it was very hard. I'm not gonna lie, like easier said than done. But I think that taking the idea of creating content around it out of it definitely helped my mental a little bit because I wasn't trying to overthink everything. But obviously I did wanna share about my experience. I couldn't just hop on here and leave you guys hanging. You'd be like, what the heck, what what, what happened? Um, especially cause I haven't posted a YouTube video in so long. Um, I do, I took my test on the 14th and I go back to school on the 23rd. So I'm trying to take this week to catch up on all of my content and all my personal needs, clean out my house. Like Literally, I just took down my Christmas tree today. And I'm not ashamed about it. Because like I said, I was really just trying to focus on what I needed to do in order to succeed on this test. I really did not have that much time to study this time around. So I tried to cut out as much fluff as possible. And so things that just took up space in my think bank had to go. Like I mentioned, content creation really had to go editing videos, even though sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's relaxing. (laughs) Um, It does just take up mental capacity. And I just wanted to make sure that I was fully focused on studying for the MCAT. So yes, in this recap, I will share all the things that I think went well and what I think could have been better. Oh, and also let me make this disclaimer. If you are listening to this because you asked me a question in my DMs and I sent you this link, that means that I answered your question in great detail in this podcast and it was easier for you to just listen to me say it than for me to leave you on red until I have the time to type out the exact same answer that I'm probably going to say right now. Um, So no shade. This is best for all of us. Again, think bank. Like sometimes I just don't have the capacity to message somebody a long explanation of exactly the answer that they want that I've already spent my time, my money, my energy and my effort to talk about on camera, edit it and upload it on YouTube or a podcast. It happens a lot for a lot of different things, asking questions from y'all been doing sense spellman now y'all do it for Harry. you asked about the mcat thing like i'm just like i've answered this question a lot i literally have answered it on camera for you so that's why i had to make this disclaimer i feel like this is a big frequently asked question podcast so hopefully you get your question and answer and if not then you can definitely still dm me i do love talking to you guys in my dm so my dms are always open if you have questions after watching slash listening to this entire podcast Okay, let's get into it. Planned versus reality, how I actually end up studying because, you know, I didn't do what I thought I was going to do. I didn't use the resources that I thought I was going to use. Honestly, you're going to keep hearing me say this, it went by really, really fast. I knew that studying for six weeks was going to be fast, but it went by fast. So First things first, I did not follow the Excel sheet that I created. Um, That was like a remake from the M1 at Meharry who sent me like her everyday schedule, mainly because I fell behind on the first week and I never caught up. So if you guys have been keeping up with the vlogs and stuff, literally the... A day or two before I was gonna start MCAT studying, I got invited to go to LA to be part of the Black and Unlimited Digital Development Program presented by Walmart with Hooray Media, and I literally got flewed out to LA, met Issa Rae, got all this like amazing like it was just this amazing experience. You guys have probably seen the vlog and stuff by now, and you've seen me posting it on social media, and it was once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I didn't want to give up and I knew that I was gonna be taking a week away from my MCAT studies but I decided to go along with it anyway I don't know whether or not I regret that decision because I do not have my score back yet oh also another disclaimer do not ask me my score (laughs) under no circumstances y'all know how I feel about this test if I got the score you'll know about it if I didn't get the score you'll know about it if I got something close and it ended up working out you'll know about it like just please please I do plan on opening my score closer to because last time I think my biggest regret is that I did not look at my score until six or so months until after I took the test I mean I had so much anxiety looking at the score and rightfully so because I was able like because I was in such a bubble studying for the test. And I was like, just so anxious and depressed. And I had so many doubts and fears that when I finally took the test for a moment, all of that was over. And I could live in this la la land of like, well, what if like, what if it's enough? What if it's good? What if it's a great enough score? Like, what if that that felt so good that I lived in that for Those six months I traveled because I really did not get to travel that entire time. I competed for a pageant. I really just tried to enjoy myself and get back also to me because I had really lost myself during that studying period of time. And I'm glad that I did that because once I looked at my score, because it wasn't what I wanted it to be. I started to spiral and I spiraled into a depression. The good news is that I didn't compound that depression on top of the six months of depression and anxiety that I was already experiencing. The bad news is that I didn't allow myself any snapback time. Like I took my test in April, I could have looked at my score by May. And because it was worst case scenario, I could have retaken my test in September, but I literally didn't look at my score until August. By that point, it was too late for me to consider starting to study again and retaking it for that cycle. And that's and retaking it for that cycle. That's why I say the Meharry program is such a shortcut because I've been able to study and take the MCAT in the same period of time that I'm applying to medical school in the same year that I want to matriculate in a medical school. However, like I said, that left me with six weeks to study and it just did not feel like enough. So when I took away one of those weeks to travel to LA, I literally just did Anki cards while I was there. But I wish that I would have set up my Kaplan and started to play around with it because because the reality is that it would have been really easy for me to keep up with Kaplan if I never got behind but because I started behind I literally didn't end up finishing all the video and quizzes that I needed to do before I took my test I waited to get home to start Kaplan but I wish when I was in LA and I had some downtime I would have just played around with the interface and I got a gist of okay when you start off a day this is how you go to the calendar this is how you find a quiz this is how you take the quiz the placement quiz if you do well move on to the next thing if you don't do well you know, you watch the videos. This is how you go to the class. Like, they even had live classes that I could have gone to, but I really just pushed everything back because I figured, you know what? I'm just going to grind out for five weeks. I shouldn't have done that. If this was any other time, I would have pushed back my test, even just one week. I'll talk about this later on in the pod, but because I was feeling that burnout feeling, I was like, I need this week long break that I'm currently in right now. I I was dreaming about this moment in time when I would be done, I didn't have school, I didn't have MCAT, and I could just relax, I could just catch up on my content, I could catch up on my Netflix, I could catch up on my sleep, I could catch up on my skincare. Because I went straight from school mode to MCAT mode, and it was the holidays time, I was so burnt out and ready to be done. And I didn't wanna push back the test and take it in March or April because then I would have to study for it at the same time that I'm taking my spring semester classes. Moving on to my next point, yes, I did follow along my Kaplan plan. Although I was behind, overall it was very visually pleasing to see the different topics spread out by days with practice questions and content videos assigned to them. 90% of the resources that I used to study this time was Kaplan. Because of that interface and the way that they also had AAMC practice materials embedded in their curriculum or embedded in their calendar and they their practice problems, like I said, their content videos, the live videos, the textbooks, they also had flashcards, I used mostly... Kaplan to study this time around. I just felt like it was easier for me to stick to the schedule that they were giving me instead of trying to make my own schedule with all these other resources because I just genuinely did not have enough time to fit it all in. I could barely get through the material that Kaplan assigned me every day. I wish that I was using Kaplan when I was studying last time and I gave myself six months because instead of having to complete four to five topics which range from taking about an hour to three hours each topic a day like I could not get through all of my little assigned boxes a day but I knew that I had to because it literally showed you like if you complete five this day and four this day and five this day then take a practice exam this day and then review your practice exam this day and then rest this day and then five this day then four. then by the 14th you'll be ready and you'll be done and you'll have completed everything like I said I didn't end up completing everything because I could never complete all of the tasks that I had in one day. I would maybe like finish three and then have two left. the next day I would do two and then maybe one the next day I would do maybe all three. It's just the age old complaint of me not having enough time in my day to complete everything that I really wanted to. Especially because I did end up attending the live Kaplan classes. They were very time consuming. They were each three hours. I would say that they were not 100% worth the amount of time especially given the amount of understanding that you received from it. It was nice for community and like live questions it's so loud here like why do they have to make it so hard for me <laughs> anyway it was nice for live classes and feeling like there was community because my particular Kaplan class was all of the Meharry MHS students now only about I would say less than 10 of us actually end up going to the live classes I would say maybe six to seven of us consistently every week I don't know maybe 70 of us who are applying to the medical school so majority of people did not end up using Kaplan or just did not attend the live classes and I completely understand why I think that if I would go back I wouldn't waste my time with the live classes because three hours in your day is like a make or break but like I said sometimes it was nice to be able to speak to my classmates or have the instructor answer a question my biggest gripe with the Kaplan program is the fact that you could not re-watch those those live classes on your own because I would love to have the opportunity to rewatch those videos the next day at two times speed but if you did want to cover that same information you had to like watch their content videos that was aligned with those live classes and sometimes those videos were shorter but they were so dense that I actually had to watch them slower and constantly pause them and go back in order to you know digest what they were saying and I felt like that it felt like that was taking more time than if I was just in live class because I knew that no matter what it was going to take three hours whereas for the pre-recorded content videos sometimes I would pause it so much that it would take more than three hours. It's nice to have the option either one but for me I want that in between option of watching the live class but being able to speed it up that way I know that I can get through this three hour video in like an hour and a half speed time. Kaplan also included some stuff like mindset talks and sometimes it's just not what I needed to focus on that day but sometimes it was exactly what I needed to hear like on other days so it was a gamble I will say my favorite thing is being able to go through passages together with an expert that way I can walk through okay what did you highlight and what did I highlight what was important in this passage that you saw that I didn't see how did you answer this question did I answer it with the right you know mindset going about it the right way like I like to compare and contrast going through passages and you are really able to do that in those live classes because after they go through a topic I mean everything is very passage based with Kaplan which I really like and it would still be passage based if you watch the content videos but they wouldn't necessarily walk you one by one and say well why did you choose this answer and why do you think that was right and why do you think it was wrong and okay well this is why it's wrong and this is why this one is right it's like it would just kind of give you the answer and explain why the answer was right so going to the live classes again sometimes would be beneficial but you just have to put in the time in order to receive the benefits of that. Okay so moving on outside of Kaplan I only use A M C materials for cars because that's all that I needed with the time that I had. I did about three passages a day and I didn't run out of passages just using A M C. Again I didn't study for that long. Um, I also use both Kaplan full length exams and A full length exams. I did score better on Kaplan's even though they said that their tests were harder I don't know but I always scored better on Kaplan, Kaplan's exams than AAMC exam and so for that I hope that my actual exam score is closer to Kaplan's than AAMC's and you know what was really weird is that obviously because I previously purchased all the AAMC materials before I have taken all of the practice exams before However, it's been a year and some change, like a year and a half. So I figured that I wasn't going to answer the question, like I wasn't going to remember the questions. I think the CARS passages were a little familiar and sometimes the um, psychology stuff was familiar. The the bio bio, biochem and the chem phys, I looked at that stuff like I had never looked at it before. Now I did score better on these practice exams than I did the last time, um, but not like oh, you clearly have seen this stuff before. Like, that's why you're scoring good on it now. Like I was still kind of, they were still on par with what I was scoring on my Kaplan exams, which was just showing like an overall average of, my understanding of the information and not because I was familiar with the information because I've seen it before. At least that's what I think. Now continuing on with the full length saga I will say that I really really struggled being consistent with taking my full lengths on the day that I said I was going to take them and then reviewing my full lengths. This was the best feature for the integrative MCAT tutoring program that I talked a lot about the last time because that was the MCAT prep program that I used last time I studied for the MCAT. A lot of you guys want to know like is it worth it? Did your score increase? You know, do you recommend it? I literally talked about all of this in my previous MCAT videos. But as an update, I feel like in comparison to Kaplan, for me personally, I do prefer Kaplan, because I think that the biggest thing that people would tell me to do were practice problems. And IMT gave us content review it gave us a ton of content review and deep nitty gritty content review like down to the minute details but it also was very specific for the MCAT it was everything that you needed to know for the MCAT if you were a career changer like if you did not major in biology chemistry physics you know for undergrad then I would say IMT Um, would be really great for you because it would give you everything that you need to know. If you are still an undergrad and you are doing well in your undergrad classes, your biologies, your chemistries, if you're already familiar with it, and I would say take a diagnostic test before choosing your program because if I felt like, you know what, I'm really doing well in the chemistry and physics and the biology and biochem because these are exactly what I see my professors teaching and testing me on in class. I just need help with stuff like CARS and maybe the psychology and the sociology because I've never taken those before. And obviously CARS is a specific MCAT thing. Now IMT did really well with CARS as well like teaching cars um, and reviewing cars my car score increased a lot with IMT I don't know why my car score for my 2021 MCAT wasn't as high as it was when I practiced because I was scoring very proficiently in cars and I would say this because I got a lot of practice through IMT Kaplan only provided the double AMC to review for cars so if you are not scoring well in cars and you are only using Kaplan you are you're not going to improve as much as you would with a teacher who breaks down like these are all the different question types these are I mean they had some stuff they did have some classes and they did do some practice problems like in those live classes but I mean night and day like I feel like I really just had to Brush off the dust webs. What the dust? The dust? The dust? The cobwebs is what I'm trying to say. I had to dust off the cobwebs from all the stuff that I knew and I learned about cars from IMT, and I coupled that with the AMC material the second time around. Again, looking at things, and there's just so many cars passages. Again, even though this was like my second time looking at them, I did not remember the answers I did not remember like sometimes I even compare like am I getting the same questions wrong last time as I did this time most of the time I did not (laughs) like sometimes I did for some passages but not always so yeah I will say that if you are struggling with cars and psychology and sociology then IMT will break it down they'll tell you every term they will like it's it's basically like taking cars as like a class in college or psychology and sociology as a class in college and the notes and the details like i really do like them for that and i feel the same way for chemistry and physics the problem is and biology and biochemistry as well my problem is that they weren't able to provide as many practice problems that I need it like I needed practice for chemistry and physics and biology and biochemistry because those are my weak sections in the IMT program they'll give you textbooks and they'll give you like PDFs and like after class they'll say if you want to do practice problems go to this textbook like this page or like here's a chapter in the book but to me that was so far-fetched it's like I could just use my physiology textbook and one of the textbooks was literally a textbook that I had in graduate school and I'm like these are not the same type of questions that the MCAT ask you. It's also very different doing it on a PDF versus doing it on a AMC style interface. Now IMT goes hand in hand with the AAMC, um, I forget what it's called, syllabus basically of what's on the MCAT. Kaplan I'm sure does the same thing, but it feels like it's split up into much smaller topics. IMT will say this is everything that you need to know about optics for physics, but Kaplan will maybe break it down to this is optics of the eye like I mentioned in some of my MCAT vlog videos before you even start you take a placement test so first you're seeing okay if I'm given this question through a passage or on a standalone question do I know the information of this topic well enough to answer the question correctly if you score a certain amount I think it's an 80% then you test out of that topic and then you just move on to the next one now I didn't test out of I think maybe one biochem I tested out of a lot of um psychology and sociology never physics or chemistry I would take the placement test then I would review the questions so yes it would take a lot of time but I was also getting in my practice questions because after doing maybe 10 or 15 practice questions and that first placement qu- I would then review every single question and with Kaplan it'll tell you okay a is not right because a b c e f g elemental B is not right because A B C da, da da da, and C is right because here's the formula, here's how you do the math, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. and then D is not right because etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Then you'll watch the content videos. I decided not to take notes this time around because for me personally, like I said, I had all these notes from IMT, and I also knew that I was not going to have enough time to review pages and pages of notes that I took. I literally had to sit there get the information in my brain and then I would take the exit quiz. If I scored what I needed to score on the exit quiz I would move on to the next topic. If I didn't score what I needed to score I would go back and take the placement test again and then I would try and see if I could score better now that I knew the information because sometimes you think okay I chose the wrong answer you told me how to do it correctly Now I'm going to go back and see if I can do it myself and sometimes I still wouldn't do it right. That's why some topics took twice as long as they were supposed to take but overall I felt very confident at the fact that I was actually doing a even split between practice problems and content review especially the content review that I just did not know like I just do not know physics I do not understand physics Spellman did not teach physics and neither of my master's programs have even touched physics so it's just like literally another language for me. And the only place I've actually learned physics was through the IMT program. So I hope that wasn't confusing, but those are really the pros and cons between IMT and Kaplan. IMT uses a lot of other resources along with their own curriculum and their own teaching. It is a community. If you want to, you know, have those private tutorings, if you want to Um, meet up with classmates and do small groups with classmates and especially this is what i was getting at this whole long spiel was to say that even though they only use double amc full lengths because imt does not they're they're not writing their own full lengths like kaplan has they had our full lengths on a schedule and the day after you took your full length, there were small groups to review each section of that full length. So like in the morning time, they would start off with, let's just say cars. And then like from eight to 12, you would go through every passage, every question. Why is it right? Why is it wrong with an instructor? It was really great because if you chose B for this answer, you could say, okay, but why exactly is B not right? Not just why is C correct. This was so helpful. This is IMT's best like feature that they offer because it first of all allowed you accountability but it also i don't know it's really hard basically to go through your own practice exams your full length practice exams it took so much out of me you guys saw the first couple of times to even take a full length exam because knowing that it's like seven and a half hours and you really can't be on your phone all day and like your attention span like it was it was (laughs) i first took it this next time around I was like oh my gosh I can't believe I used to be doing this every other weekend and this is what my weekend is going to look like for the next six weeks like it was I dreaded taking a full length exam I just thought that it was just going to be so miserable like I could not look forward to it it wasn't miserable taking the test but I will say each time except for once I was super happy with my not okay not super happy but my scores consistently went up until like the last time that I took a practice exam. And so I was very like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing good. Like, Oh my gosh, like, we're gonna do this, we're gonna make it we're gonna we're gonna get it. And so it would kind of discourage me from reviewing my practice exam because the first two times I didn't review and I was like I know that I'm tripping and I know that I need to sit down and review because you can't just keep studying and without knowing like what did you do right what did you do wrong like I know that's a really big thing and I I ended up reviewing all of my exams except for one but I should not have let any exams go without taking it because although a big part of it like I said was like getting into that groove again of sitting down for seven and a half hours and what you're going to eat and, you know, noise distractions and your attention span, like all of that, I did end up kind of uh, exercising those muscles and getting them back up to speed. Because I, like I said, the first time I took it, I could not pay attention during like a full section. I was like, oh my gosh, like an hour and a half to sitting at the screen, like my timing was off. Um, and then when I finally ended up taking it, I was much better, like it didn't feel as bad because I took in so many practice exams. But yeah, the point is that when you review your Kaplan full length exam, yes, they give you the answers about what's wrong and what's right. But all that reading for what is it, 100 and something, 230 questions, it just it's it's it takes you a whole nother like five, it doesn't even take it said they give you five hours to review. It takes twice as long to review than it does to take the actual practice test. So I actually ended up reaching out to Kara, who was the owner of IMT tutoring and I was like can I sign up for <laughs> these small groups to go over the full length practice exams because I'm procrastinating I'm not doing what I need to do and I know that you guys do it every week basically. Luckily I was able to review my AAMC practice exams with IMT and my Kaplan ones. I just bit the bullet did it on my own but I definitely procrastinated doing it. Um, one of the tips that the Kaplan instructor gave us was to we me excel sheet basically which is why I missed it and you would basically talk about like the the passage the number how much time it took I change mine around because the person the one that they gave us it had too many different topics but what I really wanted to see was how long was I taking on the questions that I was getting wrong what topics were so if I saw for psychology and sociology that I kept getting self-identity questions wrong that means that I need to go and read up or watch some content videos about self-identity and the same thing if I keep getting I keep saying optics, but I don't know why that's the one, I guess, physics thing that is stuck in my mind. If I keep getting optics questions wrong, then I'm gonna go and review optic. I did like that. It, it takes a long time. I used it for all four sections, even for cars. I know that I really struggled with reasoning beyond the text questions, especially if it was an inference and I didn't take my time answering the questions. Basically through the WeMe chart, I was able to see on the questions that I just thought that I had right. If I thought that I understood the voice of the author, well enough, I would answer questions quickly, which is good. But sometimes for the inference questions, I needed to take a little bit more time because sometimes I would jumble up what I think the author would think, and that would make me get the question wrong. So I was able to figure that out through the we, me, um Excel sheet. So I will leave that in the description box if you guys want a copy of it um, and you can kind of just get a gist of how to review your full-length exams in order to get information out of it and then target your studying afterwards. If you guys haven't been able to tell I scrapped Anki because I couldn't randomly just study chemistry and physics and biology and biochem stuff like it I and I knew this was going to be a thing if I created my own chemistry and physics or if I created my own MCAT flashcards based off of information that I learned and I was like you know I keep forgetting it let me make a flashcard of it that's one thing but getting a random Anki deck that has all the chemistry and physics information that you need and then randomly looking at cards so it's like I haven't studied that card I don't know what this is if I just like rem- like memorize what's on it it feels like I'm doing something completely different than what I focused on today. So I ended up scrapping Anki and I didn't really utilize it at all. Even the psychology and the sociology Anki, I feel like those were better because I have a better wider understanding of psychology and sociology but I ended up just using the AMC and the Kaplan flashcards for those. I really wanted this to be a short podcast episode <laughs> but I guess not and um yeah that was basically a gist of all of the resources that I used and how I actually ended up studying for the MCAT. Let's talk about exam anxiety and my feelings leading up to the exam because I know that the first podcast episode that I filmed was called Doubt, Depression and Something Else. <laughs> something sad when I was talking about my last MCAT experience. And so I guess we can talk about how I felt this time around. Um, There was a lot of avoiding. I avoided a lot. I mean, I was avoiding big time. I talked to my therapist about how, you know, some people are, when it comes to the fight or flight, I freeze. I freeze and I just don't move. I don't want to I don't wanna do it. Like if I don't wanna do it, I just I was just avoiding it. Um taking my full length exam, I avoided. Starting to studying, I avoided. Taking full length exams, I avoided, reviewing the full length exams, I avoided. Like I was just and it was really hard because there is nobody to say like, get up, do this, turn this in, like of course you're doing it for a grade, the ultimate grade, but it's really hard when you are in charge of your own motivation. And it's like, it wasn't that I wasn't motivated. That was, that's what was really killing me. It's like, I'm not not motivated. I have great motivation to do well on this exam, but I'm anxious about not doing well. So I'm freezing. And that makes me even more anxious because then I'm like, you don't have enough time to freeze. You don't have enough time to waste days or, you know, hours or whatever, however much time I wasted. Like you don't have time to waste any time. Um, but I will say that a lot of the times I was able to get myself out of it just by doing it scared, or eventually doing it and then realizing like it wasn't as bad as I thought. So like I said, when I first took my full length practice exam, I scored better than I did when I took my my real exam in 2021. And that gave me a really positive headspace moving forward with studying. And then I took my next full length after not reviewing my previous full length, and then I scored three points higher, I was like, okay, you know what, <laughs> like, you can do this. So I think just ultimately doing better was helping my mindset and it allowed me to just not be as anxious cuz I'd be like you're honestly you're you're working yourself up and especially because I was working myself up because of the lack of time, it was like don't waste your time worrying. Easier said than done. Like obviously I'm done now, so looking back on it I can be like why'd you do that? But in the moment, it was like, I would be stuck and frozen some days. And also, sometimes it was because I was tired. Like I obviously had to study for a lot of hours during the day. And I gave myself Sundays off and giving yourself one day off a week is still very tiring. Like I personally, like, you know, two to three days off. Um, I missed my YouTube, I missed my Netflix, I missed just laying in the bed, you guys know, I love to sleep in on a Saturday. So those little things that like really keep me going. It I wouldn't say it burnt me out. But some days I'd be so tired that I'm like, I just can't get up early right now. Like I can't get up early today. And I wouldn't start sitting until like noon. And then I would get anxious because I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I've wasted my entire morning lying in the bed and if I don't stay up super late then you know like that's so many hours that I've missed and again the whole time thing like I think the moral of the story is that time played a big factor in my anxiety when I had six months to study um I gave myself Wednesdays and the weekends off so I took a midweek break because I would get so like burnt out after studying for so many hours, so many days. And even though sometimes I would be okay to study on a Wednesday, I still gave myself that rest time. That way on Thursday, I could go for those 10 hours and Friday, I could go for those 10 hours and Saturday, I could take a practice exam. But this time, sometimes I would like, it would be time for my practice exam and I'd be so tired that. I would push the exam back a day and then rest a day before it. And then sometimes I would take the practice exam, I'd push myself. But then after the practice exam, I'd be so tired that I wouldn't, as we talked about, um, review my practice exam. So, yeah, that was basically how my exam anxiety manifested this time around just basically wishing that I could rest during winter break instead of having to study and study harder that was like the biggest juxtaposition oh my gosh also okay two things to talk about one really feeling like I isolated myself during this past semester um focusing on my graduate program and then having to like bunker down even more when studying for the MCAT, because it was the holidays time. And I just felt so lonely. Like, I just felt like I, like, I don't know, when I was in school, even if I didn't leave my apartment for a week, I still felt like I was in community with people. Whereas I felt very out of community with people while studying this time. Because like I said, there were other people studying, but I didn't meet up with anybody. There were only a few people who I like reached out to a couple of times throughout the setting time to be like, how y'all doing? Otherwise, I was just like just going through everything alone. It felt very lonely. Um, and I couldn't reach out I could reach out to friends for sure but I also ended up basically having to ask my friends to give me space because it was the holidays time. So my last day of classes was the week of Thanksgiving. I took that week off. I went to Thanksgiving with my family. I rested and then that next week when I was supposed to start, I procrastinated. I took a full-length exam and then I ended up going to LA. By the time I got back, it was like Christmas time. So now people want to meet up and go Christmas shopping, do Christmas dinner, just like meet up. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't, like, I cannot, like this is I'm not on winter break basically. It's very hard because everybody was on their winter break mindset and I was on I have to take a very important exam at the end of holiday season. So this isn't a rest for me. And I knew it was gonna be that way, but it was definitely still very hard to experience it and to say no to people in the moment. A lot of opportunities presented itself and I had to say like i'm sorry that i can't i'm sorry i can't meet hopefully you're, you'll are you be in town soon like i just I, so many no's and it was really hard because i wanted to meet with people i wanted to relax and to you know fill my cup back up that was really empty after the semester but i just wasn't able to because i couldn't take the time to do so because I felt like I would regret it later and that would give me anxiety another thing that I dealt with that was really really strange and was awkward or it's actually really weird that it happened this time around and not the last time I took the MCAT but I dealt with a lot of health anxiety now I did get COVID this time last year and I think I got COVID this time again which is really weird because I did not leave y'all when I tell you I did not leave my house. I didn't even go. I went down to the um the study pods one time and it was literally four vlog. I was in my apartment for six weeks straight. I went to church and the grocery store and I came home and I said it and that was it. And there was maybe like three times where I felt like very, very sick. Like one time, and I, I don't know why, I just never took a COVID test, but I was like, well, what's the point? I'm just gonna have to stay at home anyway. And I, I just... I just dealt with it basically like one time I had my period and literally you guys I know some people like to give disclaimers like period talk is TMI but I'm literally a future gynecologist OBGYN and I'm a woman and so I talk about my period because it's a natural thing personally I'm a three-day bleeder okay first day very heavy day two and day three very light. I have a very very tolerable period now that first day the cramps will knock me out but The other, you know, two days, I'm good to go, good to go. This day, or this period was so bad that I only bled for one day, but it was... (laughs) it was very extreme. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like what the I was woozy. I like I lost a lot of blood. And I was like, why? Why this period? Like, why? 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 And I was glad that I had this period before my MCAT. But it was like a week before my MCAT. And so I was like, bedridden like I couldn't get out of the bed because I was in so much pain the pain meds didn't help tea didn't help uh hot prep like it was like one of those periods where like no I have to sleep like I had only thing that I can do is sleep but I have anxiety if I sleep too long when i'm supposed to be studying but i could not study because i was in so much pain so like that happened one week um like i said one week i literally my mom and her boyfriend ended up getting covid during christmas and they still came around i literally started to have chills and body aches and nausea and a cough and I was thinking to myself like oh my gosh like I have COVID and maybe this is just me comment down below if you have had COVID and you have had it twice and you knew the second time that you had it because you experienced it the first time does that make any sense basically I know what COVID feels like And so I knew that I had it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sick. Like I feel it, but there's nothing that I can do about it. I can't take off of work. I can't get an excuse for school. Like the test is going to be the 14th, no matter what. So I still had to study, even though I did not feel good. And it was miserable. I was so miserable studying that way. Um, and like I said, that it was another time that it also ended up being very like nasally, very like head cold like, symptoms, like my nose was running, I ended up having to like have tissues by me all the time, I was coughing, a very dry cough. And when I tell you guys that I was literally taking immunity shots, vitamin C, wearing a mask to church in the grocery store, and I was like, why do I keep getting sick? I'm pretty sure the high stress levels of setting for the test was getting me sick, but yeah, I was just getting test anxiety because I was like, well, health anxiety that was manifest or test anxiety that was manifesting as health anxiety. I'm not really sure which one it was, but I was so afraid that I was going to be sick during my test and either not able to take it or sick during my test and not able to do as well as I could do or just sick while studying. And I was going to be wasting days and times because I was having to take time to rest. So that was a really big thing that happened this time. And it didn't happen at all last time. Like, I don't think I was sick the whole six months. And I don't get sick that often. And literally within a span of six weeks, I was like sick on three different occasions. Very, very weird. Very, very strange. Um, yeah. So that's the gist of my exam. Anxiety, many burnout spurts, taking days off to rest, anxiety, restart getting sick, restart. Let's move on to my test day experience recap. This is honestly going to be very short. I feel like it was such a blur and I don't really know why. I don't know why it just doesn't feel like it, it doesn't feel like it happened. It was very different than the other times. The first time I took the exam, it was in Atlanta. And the second time I took it, it was at the same place, but it was during COVID restrictions. So this time they didn't have any restrictions. The people were nicer. Um, everything was just, I mean, between like last time I stayed at a hotel and also my exam was at 3 p.m. So I had like a whole morning routine before... I would take my full length exams. This time, my exam was at 8 a.m. You can only take it at 8 a.m. Unfortunately, I would choose to 3 p.m. if I could, because I'm just not, not a get somewhere by 8 a.m. girl. Okay, if I have to, obviously I will, but I prefer a nice mid-morning wake up and a mid-morning arrival time. It's one thing to wake up at 8. I can wake up before 8. But to be somewhere by eight is something completely different because to shower, to make breakfast, you know, your makeup and stuff. Now, obviously I didn't wear any makeup and then I didn't make breakfast. I had my breakfast meal prepped, but I'm just speaking on speaking in general, 8am getting somewhere, having to be somewhere by 8am is so stressful to me. So I had, um, I was nervous about getting there all the time. Obviously I could not be late. And we all know that I struggle with my time management sometimes in regards to like being on time places. So I was so anxious, I think the night before that I woke up at (laughs) 4am. I woke up at 4am to make sure that I didn't oversleep and I had already taken my shower and I had already had my breakfast meal prepped. So I ended up watching review videos because I was like, well, what the hell, what the heck else am I supposed to do during this time? I can't go back to sleep. Um, Finally, by the time I got up, did my whole skincare and stuff, my stomach was in such knots I couldn't eat couldn't eat my breakfast. My lunch was already packed. So I really just sat there listening to worship music and force feeding myself my little breakfast wrap. I decided the night before that I wasn't going to take an Uber there like I originally planned because I thought, you know what, if tomorrow I'm so anxious, the thing that will help me is feeling like I'm in control of something. And if I drive, I can listen to my worship music or I can listen to, you know, a podcast that has like MCAT stuff going on in the background. Like I can basically be in control of my own uh traveling if I drive. So I looked it up and to take an Uber there was gonna cost thirty dollars, but the parking garage nearby was fifteen dollars and that was like an Uber one way. So I said, okay, perfect. I'll just drive. I just need to make sure I leave in enough time. So I did. I drove. Um I parked I walked out you know I had a good outside experience because I had not been outside in weeks at that point I mean I go outside but like literally the walk from the car into the church building the walk from the car into the grocery store like when I tell you I do not be outside so anyway um yes (laughs) this podcast is getting long let me wrap it up I get into the test building everything is calm cool and collective I wore my mask because I thought that I had to but I didn't have to um even like last time they were so strict like if you guys watch that vlog they were so strict that it kind of like Again, made me anxious because the testing people were so mean. They were very nice this time. I was kicking with the lady. I wore like a Spellman sweater, so she was like, "Oh, Spellman." And I was like, "They were all black there, so it was a overall really good testing experience." I would say that I was very nervous actually during my first section during chemistry and physics. I was very nervous, um, and I end- <laughs> at this point we've gone all TMI. I ended up. So I was so hungry, basically, during the second section cars because I didn't eat my full breakfast. It was kind of weird. I was going in and out. I started off being like, I'm actually really sleepy because I've been up for hours. So I know the first time I took the MCAT, everybody was like, you know, you can study, you can practice drinking caffeine, but on the day of the test, like you're probably not going to need it. You're probably not going to need the caffeine because your adrenaline and your anxiety is going to be going like there's no way you're going to fall asleep. But for me, I was actually yawning during my first section. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I thought I was going to be so anxious that I wouldn't get tired. But I guess I just didn't get enough sleep. So during my break, I was like chugging my Celsius. Then during my car section, I was really, really anxious. And so I I just was really nervous during cars. More nervous than I would have liked to be, but I got through the section both of them without running out of time. Then I went and I ate lunch. And I was like, you know what? I'm so hungry that now, like for lunch, by the way, I ended up eating like a Subway sandwich. I get the same one. And normally on a everyday basis, I eat a full foot long because I'm a big girl but (laughs) more recently when I'm nervous I'm having a lot of trouble eating like I noticed it during Miss Maryland week and obviously I noticed it this morning during the test so I was like you know what maybe I won't be able to eat both sides of the foot long I'll just bring one half I decided to bring both and thank god because ended up eating the full sandwich because I was so hungry next up bio bio, biochem section I get the bubble guts (laughs) My stomach was, I was like, oh my gosh. And so I ended up having to run to the bathroom, during my next break. And poop in that daggone testing. I was like, you know what? I'm not, I don't care. I don't care. I will poop here and now because I have to be at my best for the psychology, sociology section because my best section, I'm like, nothing, nothing can get in the way of me scoring my highest during the section. But it was just so embarrassing. Like, I don't know the last time I've pooped in public. Like, I usually can't really get my body to do it, but like, when I tell you I had to go, oh my gosh. And so I was like, so embarrassed. I was like waiting for people to leave the bathroom for me to like, do what I needed to do. And I was waiting for people to flush. And it was so it was so just like comical, honestly. And I got back for my um, psychology section with 13 seconds to spare. Absolutely chaotic. Um, But that's really it. And once I, I was the last person again to finish my section. And I remember the the woman who checked me out she was like I hope I never see you again unless you're gonna be my future doctor and I was like well I'm gonna be your OBGYN so I hope I do see you again but no not in this testing setting and I walked out and I was just in a blur I walked back to my car and I sat in my car for like 20 minutes and then um There were a couple of people who texted me good luck. So I texted them back and then Glory was one of them. So she ended up calling me and was like, you know, how'd it go? So I talked to Glory on the phone for a few minutes and then I went home and Miss Universe was the night of. So I ended up going on live on uh, Instagram if you guys were following me on there and you saw my Instagram live. And I slept for a day and a half (laughs) and here we are. So that was my test day experience, kind of chaotic. But overall, my after exam thoughts, I just feel like the main thing that I was nervous about was that the psychology and sociology section, in my opinion, was probably one of the hardest psych sections that I've ever done which is really upsetting because like I said, it was, it is my highest scoring section. And I'm like, I really just want to max out like at as many points as I can. And I have less confidence that I did that, but I don't know. Like I said, at this point of me filming this, I don't have my scores back yet. Um, I feel like I'm really working on speaking things into existence and speaking life and the power of the tongue. And so, so I don't really know what to say here in order to not like, incriminate is that the word incriminate criminalize myself in the spirit of the Lord like I'm basically just gonna say I hope and I pray and I have faith and I'm believing that what I did was enough no matter what the score is that it'll be enough for the school that's in line with God's will for my life and I'm really just going to leave it at that. We will talk more later once we have the answers, but I think that it just doesn't do you, me, he, or she any good at, you know, wondering what it was, what I could have done differently, you know, if it was enough. And also one thing that Glory talked to me about as I was kind of spiraling after my exam was that I can't keep trying to move on to plan B like, well, okay, well, if this test wasn't, no. Like it kind of shows my lack of faith in God and myself when I try and lean on another plan if I think that something is not going to work out. So I am just going to sit and genuinely relax during this week and rest and not overthink what could be. I'm just going to, like I said, trust and believe that it was enough and that he covered me and that... We gonna be all right. Originally, I was going to share kind of like my plan for my worst case scenario, but I don't even want to put that out there because we're not, we're not going to do that. We're, we're just not, we're not going to even think about the worst case scenario. As far as an update goes, it'll be a long time until you guys know specifically like which medical schools I end up getting accepted to and choosing because like I mentioned for Meharry Medical College, I will not even be invited for an interview until after my spring semester grades are in, so once my MCAT score is back and Meharry receives the score, and then they receive my spring semester grades, then they can invite me to the interview and then extend an invitation into their medical program. Like I mentioned before, that could be as late as July. So once again, we have found ourselves in a waiting season. I know you guys loved my waiting season podcast last year and I think it's because a lot of us was really just going through it and I feel like I've learned a lot from that season and I will say one thing that I'm really trying to work on that I have just been praying about when studying for the MCAT this time is like Lord what is the lesson that I have not been able to learn in these previous seasons that the same test keeps like literally (laughs) literally and figuratively these tests keep showing up? Why do I keep having to repeat this test? What am I not learning? Is it my trust in you? Is it you know, my time management? Is it is it my dedicate? Like, what is it that I need to work on and improve on and master so that way I can move on from this test and into the future that you have planned for me. So I've really just been trying to sit in that. And I feel like because of that, my waiting season podcasts this time around are going to be very different than they were last year. That's a good thing. And it shows improvement. If you haven't already listened to those podcasts, or if you need to re listen to them because of the season that you're in, they will always be there for you definitely check out the a work in progress podcast but until then I'll be leaving it up to God having fun trusting in him I'm also fasting in faith during this time not the entire time until I receive my score back but for the last two weeks of January since I wasn't able to fast the first two weeks luckily this is also the time period that my church is fasting so that's really awesome it's allowing me to stay grounded and connected as I prepare for the next semester of graduate school so that I can have a strong start spiritually and mentally and be able to maintain my GPA for the program's contractual agreement. We're going to end this episode off right with a few minutes of guided affirmations to keep our spirits up and focused as we move throughout our day. Remove all distractions and verbally repeat these words after me. I can retain information with ease. I am relaxed during exams. the opportunity to go to school. I am a quick learner. My ability to learn improves every day. I love learning new things. I give my all, so good things always come to me. thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode if you enjoyed it please be sure to subscribe give it five stars on apple podcast spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast if you're not already watching the pod make sure to join us over here on youtube.com slash beauty and brains um also you can follow me on my social media at breland.hunt don't forget about tiktok i'm gonna be on tiktok this year y'all that's probably what everybody is saying I don't know we'll see Uh, you can also visit my website brelandhunt.com for weekly podcast updates or to contact me to share your story and until next time be sure to live each day to the fullest because you only live once and give yourself some grace we are all just a work in progress bye